Good morning. Welcome to today's devotion. Today we're going to talk about a centered heart. I want to start off by sharing something and being very candid with you because in at midnight of December 3rd of 2009, I was speaking with my mom and I was planning her trip uh, to my graduation. And one of her last words was, boy, you know I love you. I didn't know at that time that that would be the last time that I would hear her voice. This was so painful because my mom at the time was only about 57. So I felt kind of guilty questioning myself and God uh, as to why would such a thing would happen. So I want to begin to show you something if, if I could, but let's begin to welcome God into this conversation as he would be the center of our life. Father, we thank you that you're teaching us to center our heart, our mind on you. You already set the stage for us last week by telling us to set our minds on things above, not on the earth below because those things are temporary. Now this week, will you be with us as we do this devotion today? What is it that you want to say with us? Would you teach us Jesus? Will you do the teaching? Will you do the speaking through me? Will, do you, will you do the encouragement that someone may need? In Jesus' name, amen. As I said, last week's challenge verse was setting our minds on things above rather than the earth below. And, and that was Colossians 3 and 2. This week, and we're going to take it a little bit further, but as we understand that the purpose of last week was as we set our hearts on Jesus and his kingdom, we're not cut, caught off guard by the things that's happening on the earth. So today's verse, as we said, center our, our heart is found in Romans 10 and, and verse 5. It says, For Moses write that a man who practices the righteousness, which is based on the law, I'm reading Amplified, which means that with all its intricate demands, shall live by it. In other words, if you practice the law, the religious, you, your religious effort, then you must know that you got to relive by every single stroke of that pen. But in verse six, it says, but the righteousness is based on faith, which produces a right relationship with Jesus. And what he's saying is, he's saying that do not say in your heart, who will ascend in heaven, that is to bring Christ down, or who will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead, meaning that Christ has already risen. 
Our reliance and our salvation is not based on our own efforts. That's impossible. But he says the word is near in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word, the message is based on faith alone when it's preached. Because the word says that if you acknowledge, confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that means you're recognizing that he's overall powerful and his overall authority as majesty as God and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. And it says for what the heart a person believes in Christ as a savior, resulting in justification, that is, he's already being made right. So that means that apart from work, there is nothing that you can do. You can't do enough religious duties. I'm going to stop right here and I'm going to begin to explain it as the Holy Spirit allow me to. The difference is, are we being in religion or are we being a disciple? A disciple, which is what Jesus commissioned his, his disciples once he resurrected. He said, go out and go make disciples. Go baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But do you know what a disciple is? A disciple is someone that's progressively learning to be more like Christ. Religion is just what it is. That's what the world has. It's a lot of different religions. That's just activities. There is many church goers, but not many are disciples. That means that they're growing. I like to borrow what my wife used this analogy, and she said, we used to do this experiment. She said, try putting a plant somewhere where you sing to it and you talk to it, and then you try to take another plant and you put it somewhere and don't say nothing to it and see which one to grow. The difference is, is the disciple is growing. The other one is just like that plant left alone and it's not growing. It's going to wither away. Jesus, if we center our heart on Jesus, then we'll progressively grow our faith. He says at first, and he says it again in, in Matthew, I mean, in Romans 10, 10, he said, for with the heart that persons believe resulting in justification, that means he's being freed of guilt. Of, of guilt of sin and made acceptable to God. And with the mouth, he acknowledges and confesses his faith openly, resulting into salvation. Meaning that when we first acknowledge, and that's one of the things that we're going to do today, I'm going to lead some of you who have not been led before to salvation. That means accepting Jesus as Lord into your life, meaning that we're just going to simply believe God by faith, that he's going to come and live and reside in your heart and you can begin to grow. And But then I'm going to give you some next steps on what to do next. If the only way that you can ever live this life without things happening just like what happened to me in December Third, 
Things are going to be happening. Things are going to be painful. Death is going to occur. People are going to lose their jobs. There's wars that's going to happen. But the way that Jesus taught us was in Matthew 7, 24. He said, it's a difference between two foundations. He says, so everyone in verse 24 who hears the word of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man and that is sensible who built his house on a rock. And and the rain fell and the floods and torments came and the winds blows and slams against it. That house yet did not fall because it is founded on a rock. But everyone who hears the word of mine and does not do them, meaning that the religious duties, the ones that's caught up into just going to church and just doing things out of habitual habit, but there is no connection, there is no relationship, will be like a house built on sand. And when the rain fell and the floods and the torments came and the wind blows and it slams against the house and it fell, great and complete it falls. In other words, there is no foundation. What today's lesson is and is and what it's challenging us to do is to center our house, our foundation based on our faith in Christ and in Christ alone. And once we center it, it's just like last week, we set our mind on him so that when things happen and when the storms of life happen, we know that although that they're painful, we know that he has us and he loves us. We know that even if there's something that's going on, it's temporary because he loves us. It doesn't stop that the rain from happening just like these days. We know our storms are outside, but that doesn't that doesn't bother us because if we have a house, the storm doesn't bother us. If we have an umbrella, the storm doesn't bother us. But when we're not under shelter, then of course we get poured on. But when our foundation is based on the word of God and it's based on our faith in him alone, then we can stand up and understand that we can be at peace even though, and be in calm because he's our center. I'm going to begin to close, but before I do, this is going to be very, very important because sometimes some of us are just like how I was. I grew up in a Baptist church in Chicago on the south side of Chicago. I went to church, sung in a choir, and thought that going to church, that saved me because I went there and listening, that saved me, that um, uh, allowed me, yeah, it would make me feel good, but to live a life and be in the church is even better. And, and today, I want to show you how to be the church, how to center your heart on Jesus. First of all, this starts with accepting him inside your heart. So I'm just going to pray these words, nothing magical, and you can pray them out to me. 
um, today. If you want to move from church growth to growing and believing in your heart that he lives in in there and, and to go on to do something greater, I'm going to begin to pray for you. Just repeat out to me. Say, Lord Jesus, I need you. And I'm asking that you come into my heart. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that you died for me, and I believe that you rose from the grave. Now, from this day forward, take total control of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, I want to thank you for those that have prayed that prayer. I want to pray that you would be with them, that you would help them to grow just like that living branch, that, that, that vine that's connected to a vine, that they would now be connected to you like never before, that you would place those around them that would help them to grow in Jesus' name. Amen. The next thing that I'm going to ask you to do is to get in a Bible teaching church, meaning somewhere where you can put into practice a being like Christ. So I want to take the next level. If you prayed that prayer of salvation, do me a favor, reach out to me wherever you're at, no matter where you're at, wherever you find yourself. Reach out to me and say, hey, I prayed that salvation prayer. Um, and um, so I can pray for you and I can keep you up. All right. This lesson was very important because once I understood that Jesus being the center, it doesn't matter what happens throughout the day, whatever it is. If you base things on the rock of Christ, no matter what happens, you can be sure that even if you sink, he'll make sure that you never drown. All right. Have a wonderful day. Be blessed.